Welcome to the Trailer Cast with Elise Snipes. Each week, I will be sharing with you from inside my vintage trailer where I work as a therapist and share some of my musings on the human experience. I am endlessly fascinated and inspired by people. I love being a therapist and I'm deeply grateful for the intimate and beautiful work I get to do. I believe we are wildly capable of healing and making this world a better place, and this is my attempt at doing that. Sharing beauty to invoke beauty. May you find yourself inside these stories and ponderings and be better for it. Cheers. A couple announcements. The first weekend is sold out, the one for June. So I am opening up new dates for weekends so you can plan ahead. Okay, so mark your calendar for September 7th to the 9th or November 9th to the 11th. And you can read more about weekends at www.elisesnipes.com or email or DM me with any questions you have. You can reserve your spot directly on my website. And there are currently only two spots left for both of those weekends, so jump on it. And if you're listening and you're like, what are weekends? What is she talking about? Um, They are a whole weekend together. We're going to do a personal retreat focused on unlocking you here in Dana Point. So I basically, I went and I collected all my favorite and like best materials and curriculum that I've created in order to make this retreat experience for you. So it's an opportunity to kind of get away, get out of your normal groove, spend time reflecting, observing, changing, shifting, unlocking, getting free. And as abstract as that sounds, there will be concrete individual activities as well as collective group experiences. I cannot tell you how genuinely excited I am for these weekends. I think what it feels like for me is it's like the culmination of all of my different life and or personal experiences coming together for these weekends. So check it out. Let me know if you have questions. As always, um, tell people what you're learning by listening here or what you're reacting to or what's coming up for you as you listen and where your story connects in. Okay, onward. I have been doing some thinking lately, no surprises, but I feel like it's more like daydreaming because it feels like I'm thinking in pictures. And when I have a common or similar experience, I feel like it's trying to teach me something. And like there's, I don't know, like there's something more for me to learn or pursue or think on a little more or let my mind kind of run with it. And sometimes we call those experiences like coincidences or a sign or big magic. And for me, it was this series of getting lost. I mean, like literally geographically lost. (laughs) So you might think that's hard to do, given our modern technology like iPhones and maps. And I was... (laughs) I just kept managing to get lost this week. So I went up to Glendale to be on Rachel Hollis's podcast, Deus. Check it out if you haven't. It was a really fun interview. And I was thinking maybe I'd meet up with some friends afterwards. So I parked my car in this parking structure and was just kind of wandering around. Um, Let me also tell you, it is one of my all-time favorite things to do to be a stranger, to just float around with no intention of having to be somewhere or do something or be someone, I can just cruise. Okay, so I'm just doing this when I realized that it was time to go and meet up with my friends and 
to my like abject horror, I realized I couldn't figure out where I was. <laughs> I tried like retracing my steps, going back to where I thought I had started, and from there to see if I could find this parking structure. Now, I don't know if you've been to LA or not, but if you have, you might know what I'm talking about when I say that every single parking structure looks exactly the same, okay? They all cost $20. There's some person standing out there with that little sandwich board sign. They're all concrete, and they all are marked by, like, you parked on level 2A. So if you're not from California and you're trying to figure out the difference between Orange County and L.A., and if those two places are even different from each other, let me tell you with complete certainty that I was totally out of my element. I am from a very small town in Orange County, and I lack all basic navigation skills and directional sense. <laughs> Traveling to LA by myself might as well have been me going to Minnesota. It took me half an hour to locate my parking structure, and then another 20 minutes of me walking up and down every single level, pressing my alarm button on my keychain to try to find my car. And I felt pretty good about that, <laughs> like I had overcome this major obstacle that day, figured it out by myself in LA like a pro. But it is a weird feeling, feeling lost as an adult. Like I should know how to do this or how to not do this. Like maybe other people knew something that I didn't or have tricks or an app for how to not lose their car. And I kept thinking on this a little bit further that sometimes life feels like this. Like this feeling of uncertainty, not totally sure if I'm heading the right direction, a little disoriented, in a new place, wanting to ask for help, but who do you ask? Wondering why I am the only person who seems to be lost and how other people are making their way through this world differently than me. Does that sound familiar? Do you ever wonder what path you are on, or if it is the right one for you? Do you look around and notice how other people are traveling along their path and compare your experience to theirs? Does it ever lead you to a feeling like you're missing something, or the only one without a map? A little helpless, a little alone, a little like a kid in a big world. Friend and fellow journeyer, can you hear me say, there are many ways forward, many paths to walk, and not all of them are yours, but some of them are. You need to keep wandering until you find your footing and you feel that inner congruency or rightness of the way you are supposed to go onward in this life. You will know it when you walk it. Trust me. A couple days after this LA saga, my husband and I were going up to Tustin so he could drop off his paperwork because he's applying to a fire department. And he had to go in and do some stuff, so I was figured I'd cruise around, right? <laughs> I found my way to this coffee shop, and then I got back in the car and realized that I was, again, totally landlocked with no familiar like markers for where I was and totally unsure of which way I had just come from or how I would make it back to my husband. Uh, it took me a minute in the car, and I'm like, oh, I'll just like look up his location with my Find My iPhone friend thing. And so I scroll to his name, open it up, and it says location not available. And so now I'm like, I'm lost in Tustin. <laughs> so it took me a minute. I'm like, okay, like how am I? Get maybe when he gets done, he'll just call me, and I'll find my way back. I'm like, at least you've got to be better than this. Come on. 
So it took me a minute and I realized, oh, I can search the building that he's in. And that's how I'll get back there. In all of this, I felt a sense of being lost and not super sure what to do. And of course, I then also had this sort of obscure appreciation for this feeling. So it doesn't happen very often anymore. And apparently it happened a lot this week, but there's this recognition that I don't have to depend on my experience to navigate anymore. That somehow I have transitioned into depending or using a tool or a device to direct me, which is actually keeping me from entering into my surroundings. So long ago, long, long ago, before the iPhone, before I could drive, I would ride my bike around town. And I learned to travel by visual marker. Past that black mailbox, that person's lime green El Camino, the tree with the one extra long bendy branch, the bright orange spray paint on that part of the sidewalk, the house with the flagpole, the bridge that goes over the freeway, the house that has the Christmas lights on all year round, the bike shop, and finally El Camino Market. I knew that beat. I mean, I can close my eyes even now and I can get back on my purple diamondback bike with the white handlebars and ride the whole way there. So I've always been a daydreamer. So when we would be in the car when I was growing up, I wouldn't pay attention to where we were going necessarily, but just kind of where we were. So I would look out the window and notice like the shadows of the clouds on the hill and the patterns of the trees as we drove. And that is like fine, right? Until there comes a day when your parents are out of town and someone is supposed to take you to water polo practice at the high school and they ask you how to get there and you're like, um, you pass three cloud shadows, an old cardboard box, seven palm trees and a 7-Eleven? <laughs> uh, thank God my sister is and has always been a detail-oriented human who knew how to get places with actual street names so we could still get to practice. <laughs> All that to say... I see a couple different things. One, there are many ways to travel. And we might have different ways of trying to get to our destination. Also, we can easily be removed from our direct experience or of seeing what is around us because we don't have to use our instincts or intuition anymore. We let Siri tell us where to go. We let her direct us and give us info and we might be getting out of touch with the actual thing itself. Okay, go with me a minute on this. If I am listening to Siri tell me which way to turn, I don't have to consider my direct relationship to what is around me. I don't have to know where I am. I don't have to know where I'm going. Only the name or the address. I don't have to pay attention to the journey. I can just slip into autopilot. And so I had this moment of like mental collision when I wondered in what other areas of my life I might be on cruise control. Where else am I not paying attention? I'm just going through the motions and telling myself this is how we do that. This is how we travel or find our way or connect with others or learn or love. In what places are we substituting an object for the thing itself. You keep going with me on this. What is meaningful to you that you used to think about doing that you can now do mindlessly? Do you remember being like a first-time parent 
and the first time you had to give your baby a bath or feed them, let's go feed them, and you were carefully, instinctually aware of every step of the process, the position you were sitting in, how many pillows you needed, the shape of their lips, the length of their eyelashes, how long you fed them for, and on which side, and how much, and on and on, and all that terribly important life-giving minutiae. And then by your second or third or fourth kiddo, you fluidly move through these motions without conscious effort. Like simultaneously, you can cook dinner, nurse the baby, put the toddler in timeout, clean the house, and in my world, shove all your shit into drawers before your husband comes home. And this is not, let me tell you, this is not a conversation about motherhood or breastfeeding. It's about mindfulness, awareness, and the here and now. Sometimes out of necessity, or sometimes out of habit, or boredom, or familiarity, we can adjust from being present with these small steps or landmarks and just start flying down the freeway of our lives, waiting for Siri to tell us we missed our exit. What I am wondering is if there is a way for us to reclaim a little more intentional entering of the right now so we can see the leaves on the tree and not just the forest. Is there a way to take back the magic from the mundane by considering the miracle of tying your second child's shoes for the 47th time before you leave the house? Or how truly fascinating it is that we see and breathe and taste and think. Maybe we can step into this moment and hold it with wonder and let that be enough. Enough to keep going and enough to sometimes slip back into cruise control or Netflix because life is a lot and sometimes we need all the things to get through. So here's my last story on getting lost. I went hiking with a friend this week into a place we'd never been. And while we were making our way through the tall mustard plants and crunching on oak leaves, avoiding cactus and poison oak, I noticed this little red berry And I bent down and brushed some of the dust off of it and had this intense, palpable memory come flooding back to me. So I've mentioned to you before that I spent a semester in Thailand while I was in college. And then I spent another few months backpacking around with my brother and basically just getting lost and staying weird. And it was glorious. And there was this week where the rest of the students were going home and I was waiting for my brother to come join me. And I decided I would just head back up to the north on the border of Burma and stay with this little hill tribe I had spent time with earlier that season. And so I spent this week being just totally free, totally disconnected from everything. I slept on a little roll-up mat in the jungle. I would wander the hillside and just like take it all in. And sometimes I'd like meet little kids who were playing out there and they'd be shy and curious this big (laughs) random woman wandering their hillside. And sometimes I'd follow them and sometimes they'd follow me. And they taught me how to scrape the bark off of a pine tree and how to get to the wet part of the tree where you could chew it and extract this pine water. We'd catch cicadas and all sorts of unidentifiable insects that were food. And on one particular day of wandering, I saw a tiny ancient lady walking towards me on the path. And she saw me too. And we just kept moving towards each other, magnetically being drawn closer and closer until she was right before me. 
She had such deep grooves in her face, folds and folds of stories and knowledge, eyes that smiled and hid laughter and mystery. She looked up at me and then scrunched down really low to the ground and then waved me down to the jungle floor with her. And so as I made myself small in front of her, she took out this banana leaf and started to unfold it. Inside were these red berries she had been gathering. She motioned towards me to have some, offering me sustenance and something sweet and surprising. And so when I took a berry and ate it, she started to laugh. Her teeth ruddy with this beetle nut, her laugh a chorus of a thousand different lifetimes. And I laughed too. Taking in the absolute absurdity of our spontaneous picnic. When we were done, we stood back up and made room for the other to cross and keep going. I had forgotten this moment. It's 14 years ago now. But when I saw that red berry on our hike, I was hit by that memory. It's like I collided with it. And what I remembered was how struck I was by her acceptance of me. A clear outsider, a lost and wandering foreigner, someone so outside of her experience, and yet she met me with an offering of sustenance and joy. She brought me into her experience and received me right where I was, just as I was. And as I reflected on this memory, I started thinking about all the different outcomes that meeting could have had. I mean, she could have hid in the jungle and I would have kept walking, missing that moment entirely. She could have passed by with her head down, avoiding me completely. She could have run the other way or been scared or all other sorts of combinations. But she wasn't. She was open. Open to the stranger, to the other, to what was different and unfamiliar and maybe even threatening. She was open, and then beyond that, she was generous. How are you making room for something other on your particular place on the path? How do you view the stranger? Are you open to something new? Is it a new experience, a new way of thinking, a new way of treating yourself or others? Is it a new relationship you are walking towards or even a new way of being in an old relationship? What is it for you? If you were sitting here today with me in this trailer, telling our different stories, trading different memories, I would tell you this. I hope you get lost this week in all the right ways. And in doing so, May we become generous. May we share something sweet with the world, staying open to chance meetings and collisions of creativity and wonder. May we turn off autopilot and enter into rich experiences that are right in front of us. Can we make room for all the different ways we approach life and God and work and parenting and love and let it be good right now just as it is, just as you are. Thanks for listening. To connect with me, suggest a topic for the show, 
or ask a question from your own life you would like to have answered, email me at elise at trailercast.com. E-L-Y-S-E at trailercast.com. You can also see more on the TrailerCast website or follow me on Instagram at TrailerCast, where you can watch the renovation of my vintage mobile office and see more from behind the scenes. Remember, you can subscribe on iTunes and tell your friends. 